Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome friends to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Help blow this video up like these stories do by hitting the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our story of the day is by Fiend Turi, bully the soft kid, and become the guy that got hospitalized by the soft kid. So I wasn't sure whether or not this would count as a nuclear revenge, but I've seen a few stories that are similar. So I thought I'd share mine and hope some of you will get a similar kick out of it that I did. To give context, in this story, I'm 12 years old, in year 8 at school in the UK. I was one of the biggest targets for bullying in school for a few reasons. I have a hormonal deficiency which causes rapid weight gain, causing me to be fat the moment I started puberty, which caused endless bullying based on the fact that it's always funny to bully the fat kid. I'm a transgender man, please use he him pronouns if discussing in the comments, but at the time I was living as a girl, which meant I often gave people lesbian vibes. So I dealt with a lot of homophobic bullying as well as sexual harassment. Kids would often find it funny to grab my breasts or butt without consent. At the time, I didn't realize how serious this was and I'm kind of gutted I didn't proceed legally. I was often called a goody two-shoes as I never got into trouble, always handed work in on time, was in the highest set for all classes, and consistently did well. My family was poor, so I didn't have the best phone, which was a massive status symbol at the time in school, so also got me crap whenever I had to call my family. The icing on the cake? I was a goth at a school in the middle of a chav neighborhood. The school was in the middle of a council estate, and a fair few of the parents didn't really care what their kids were up to. Being a goth wasn't the best fashion choice in terms of eliminating bullying, but I was 12 and I thought it was cool. I'm very happy now, and life has worked out well for me. I'm a happy man, have a beautiful fiancé, a degree from a very prestigious university, and my career is progressing quickly. It has a happy ending, but I was a very miserable adolescent. One such instance of bullying is where everything changed. As I confirmed before, I was 12 years old and I was already someone that was bullied a lot. To make matters worse, my mother had passed away a few months previously so my mental health was really struggling and I was dealing with a lot of deep sadness but also anger during this time. There was also one kid at my school, who I'll call Potter, that had major issues he seemed to take out on everyone else, either by being violent, being disgusting, burping in their faces, or being a pervert, randomly showing explicit stuff he managed to download on his phone at the time, groaning and rubbing his legs while talking about supposed sex he'd had, and pretending to have sex in class. If you've seen the in-betweeners, he's Jay to the extreme. Needless to say, due to the above reasons, I'd quickly become one of his favorite targets. Overall, Potter was, and still is from what I can see via social media, a disgusting human being. Unfortunately for me, Potter was in my tutor group. This meant that every day I had to see him at least twice. Once for morning registration, once for afternoon registration. We had to queue outside the classroom. This was often the time that Potter would strike, as we were often waiting without any teacher supervision nearby. 
One afternoon, my friends and I had decided to go wait outside our tutor classroom a little early so we wouldn't have to rush back from lunch. We'd been chatting about a recent football game, minding our own business, when Potter came up to my side, throwing the usual insults at me, leaning in close to my face as he said all sorts. At the time, I'd been given two sets of advice when dealing with bullies. One was the same advice that all kids receive, ignore them and tell the teacher. I usually went this route as I'd always wanted to do what was right. Sadly, this rarely worked out, usually consisted of the kid being scolded and then me getting beat up even more for being a G slash grass. The other was advice my dad gave me, hit them and never stop hitting them. My bullying was becoming a real problem for my dad. He had just dealt with the loss of his wife a few months before and was looking after my infant brother on his own. The fact that I often came home bloody, bruised, and in tears, and he couldn't do anything to protect me had a real toll on his stress. So he advised me that the only way to get rid of bullies was to show them you're unwilling to stop, so they know that it's not worth fighting you because you'll do far more damage than they will. As I said previously, I was known for being soft, gentle, and for never daring to break the rules. This meant that one of the reasons I was so easy to target was the fact that I didn't fight back. As I said previously, I originally tried to ignore Potter, continuing talking about football and just pretending that he wasn't even there. This was around 2004 or 2005, and this was during the height of Scooby-Doo's at my school. They were these colored plastic strings that kids would tie in different ways in order to make shapes or key rings or whatever out of them. I never got into it, but they were really popular with everyone else. So Potter took one of these Scooby-Doo's that was unraveled and started whipping me on the arm with it. These were strings of plastic that were quite thin, and he was hitting me relatively hard with them, so each whack caused a painful sting but nothing I couldn't ignore as I continued talking about football. This continued for almost five minutes before he then went back to queue up in his normal place outside the classroom, and I glanced down to my arm to inspect the damage. Only then I saw the bleeding. Bleeding! I'd been caused to bleed before by being hit in the face, lip getting bloodied against my teeth, or being pushed over and being scraped, but this was the first time that direct contact with something caused me to bleed. The feeling of pure rage that I experienced at the site was one I had not experienced before. Like I said, my mother had passed a few months previously, and on top of the other bullying and puberty in general, I was certainly struggling with my emotions. Only when I saw he had made me bleed did something inside me snap. I forgot the conversation about football, and all I had in my mind was that I wanted to hurt this boy as much as humanly possible. Midway through the conversation, I walked away from my friends, we were on the other side of the room, and made a beeline towards Potter, who was laughing and boasting with his own chav cronies about the damage he had just done to me. I remembered my dad's advice about how to punch if I needed to, to not give any warning, to just do it. I know as a fact that due to my reputation for being a harmless potato, nobody expected me to react the way I did, especially not Potter. Bear in mind, I've always been a lot stronger than I look. Even now I look like a soft, chubby ball, but have shifted furniture easily. I often won arm wrestles to people's surprise and had no problem doing heavy lifting when I was at school, so nobody really expected me to have the strength I did. The moment I was close enough to reach Potter, 
I pulled my fist back and punched Potter as hard as I could on the side of his head, which forced the other side of his head to collide against the wall besides which we were queuing. Only a second had passed after my first punch, in which I saw Potter's mouth fall open in pure and utter shock. Frozen, as he certainly didn't expect any retaliation from me, crap, he seemed to have no idea how to take it. All I remember thinking at that time was, I'm still angry, and I ended up hitting him again, and again, and again. I ended up punching him over and over again, several times as hard as I could against his head, while the other side banged roughly against the wall. After I punched him several times, he still hadn't fought back, still in shock that I was willing to defend myself after he had attacked me. I assumed that my lack of retaliation was probably the main reason he attacked me in the first place, which was most likely why, during my entire attack on him, he made absolutely no attempt to fight back. I had hit his head against the wall a lot, before deciding it wasn't enough damage. Bearing in mind we had arrived early so we wouldn't have to rush back from lunch, there was plenty of time before the teacher would come out and call us into the classroom. I then proceeded to grab Potter's curly brown hair, twisting it in my fingers as he made the most delightful yelp of pain. I then dragged him downwards so his whole body fell to the floor and he was on his back on hard tiled ground. I then proceeded to climb on top of him, straddling his chest and sitting so all my weight was on top of him. I was only 12, but so was he. And as a fat kid, I'm certain he would have been very uncomfortable underneath me. I then pulled back my fist and started to punch him repeatedly square in the face over and over again. It was only on my second punch that I actually felt his nose crack under my knuckles. The first and only time I've actually broken someone's nose, but I didn't let that slow me down by any means. I remember becoming tired and my fist starting to hurt. Towards the end, I was punching him with the side of my fist rather than directly with my knuckles, but I was still going as hard as possible, pure anger and rage influencing me far more than tiredness could. Potter had bullied me relentlessly for over a year at this point. I had to show him I wouldn't stop, so I decided I wouldn't until I was physically pulled away. Sure enough, after a few minutes of non-stop beating, my tutor came out and saw me punching the living daylights out of this lad. She rushed over to pull me off, and without thinking, I leaned back and punched behind me, landing one on her too. At the time, I did feel guilty about hitting the teacher, but now I realize that she did very little to help me when Potter blatantly sexually harassed me, hit me, bullied me loudly in class, so screw it. She then ended up having to call security. The thing is, my school was in the middle of a rough council estate with random acts of violence happening almost daily, to the point that teachers were no longer qualified to deal with the amount that happened. Therefore, we had members of staff that were there purely to deal with violence rather than teach. Police were always at the school too, and it was quite disturbing now that I think about it. After a few minutes, security turned up. It took two fully grown men, one holding each of my arms, to actually pull me off Potter. By this point, his nose was bleeding greatly, he had a cut on the side of his head, and a massive lump the other side of his head where he'd hit the wall, as well as another lump on the back of his head. He'd been on his backpack when lying on his back, so there was a gap between the back of his head and the floor. Potter then slowly and shakily stood up as I was held back, a panting mess, all of our classmates staring on in stunned silence at what had happened. At this point, our teacher then shouted, 
what on earth happened? And I heard and saw the most beautiful sound slash vision to this day. Potter sniffed and with tears running down his face said with a shaky voice, she hit me before breaking down into sobbing tears. I had never seen him at a point where he was that hurt before. Yet after the relentless harassment, often on a daily basis, I'd received from him, it was the most wonderful thing I could have seen. To know he went from that smirking, smug, violent thug to sobbing his eyes out while roughly beaten, all because of me, was incredibly rewarding. Potter was then sent to the hospital, while I was sent to isolation to calm down. They seemed to want to make clear to me that I wasn't in trouble, even though I'd beaten the living crap out of this boy. As I had the reputation for being soft, I remember the shock and confusion when I was put into isolation. Another student came in, who was the daughter of a family friend, so we were on good terms, and said, what the freak are you doing in here? As she knew I was a harmless nerd, then proceeded to high five me once I told her what happened. Potter was then off school for two days while he recovered from concussion. Apparently he was in real worse for wear after I'd beaten him up and was passing out while in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. When he came back, he kept his distance only then shouting at me that he would punch my nose into my brain from afar when I was going home. I turned around, held out my arms and said, come on then, as he had made it clear how much of a coward he was. His response was to tell me to freak off and go home. He never tried to hit me again. He never tried to hurt me again. He kept his distance all the way up until we left school four years later. I continued to get bullied by various people over the years. However, beating Potter up had made things significantly easier for me, as word got quickly round that anyone that took it too far would seriously get messed up. The best part? Potter had the absolute crap ripped out of him after word quickly got around that he was beaten up by a small, chubby, soft, 12-year-old girl, especially after people saw him sobbing his eyes out and noted that while he would give crap out to many people, he was an utter wimp when they fought back. His nose never did heal back into shape and he always had a nose that slightly moved to the left. I do slightly feel accomplished that his face will never look the same after he messed with me, even all these years later. One thing I just remembered which seems somewhat important, my dad never got told. I sent this kid to the hospital, and at the end of the school day, I was sent home like any other day. No letter, no phone call, nothing. Dad found out from me when I got home, and was proud to have me home after hitting someone, rather than being hit myself. So considering all the events that led up to the incident happening and the outcome after the incident, do you think what OP did here was the right thing? Did they even have any other option besides getting physical like they did? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. If you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.